0: To making love with your host Colette Milan, all of us want to be loved. In this show, we'll explore how lovemaking really does make more love in your relationship, and how essential real love is to good sex. Tune in for advice on how to become a better lover and how to love sex more. Here is Colette Milan.
1: Hello, welcome to Making Love Radio. I'm Colette Milan, and I'll be your host. I also have Kimberly here with me. Kimberly is my amazing executive assistant and right-hand girl. She's the wind beneath my wings, and she makes my dreams become realities through her supportive talents. Just a little bit about me. I'm a psychotherapist, a marriage counselor, and a certified sex therapist. But the most important credential I have is that I've been married for 38 years and I have experienced firsthand the many challenges that bombard and wear down intimate connection. I've learned how to work through those challenges, how to really unconditionally love, and how to make more love in my relationship through the skills of delicious lovemaking. In this show, I'll explore with you How to Have True Love and Great Sex. In these shows, you will learn how to really love, how to be a better lover, and how to enjoy sex more. You'll see how lovemaking really does make more love in a relationship and how essential real love is to good sex. So, let's get started. In today's show, we are going to explore what sex means to a man
2: hi guys thanks for coming back to our show (laughs) last week we talked about how women need to feel loved in order to want to have sex but how men feel loved through sex yes typically men have higher more
1: consistent sex drives than women sex typically is very important to men But men have sometimes been seen by women as caring more about sex than love. I remember when I was growing up thinking that women were the ones who really cared about love and connection in a relationship. Actually, I think men have gotten a bad reputation. Forgive me for saying it so crassly, but this is what I remember being told. Men think with their heads. And the main one they think with is the
2: one in their pants. (laughs) Kimberly, have have you heard that or is that just me? That is not just you. (laughs) My generation also talked (laughs) about that.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: But comments like that paint men as only caring
1: about sex and make us think that women are the only ones who care about love. But after working with thousands of men... Over the last 23 years, I'm seeing a whole different picture. I'm seeing that men care a lot about love. In fact, I think men have a vision, a special vision, of how essential intimate sexual connection is in love. I've found, from all the men that I've worked with, that when a man loves a woman, He falls hard, and he lives for emotional and sexual connection with her. Today, my guest is Dr. Lindsay Gibson. Dr. Gibson is a licensed clinical psychologist with a private practice in Virginia Beach, Virginia. She has worked with many men and women and is an expert in the psychology of men. Dr. Gibson is the author of the book Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents and also the book Who You Are Meant to Be, A Guide to Finding or Recovering Your Life's Purpose. Dr. Gibson is also the author of several popular articles. In fact, I invited Dr. Gibson here because I read her article called What Sex Means to a Man, and I was blown away by it. To test it out, I read her article to some of my male clients and they all said she was right on in capturing how men feel about sex. I was so impressed with Dr. Gibson's article that I decided I wanted to interview her and dedicate this whole show to the topic of what sex means to a man. Welcome Dr. Gibson. Hi, Colette. Thank
3: you so much for having me on.
1: Oh, thank you. I am so excited that you're here with me today, and I am so impressed with your article. So, I just want to ask you, what does sex mean to a man? Well, I'm going to
3: respond um, from my position as a psychotherapist with men. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I will never know, you know, what sex means to a man from his viewpoint, but I certainly have talked to enough men in psychotherapy to know what, um, it means to him as an act and also as a kind of a, uh, a sacred, uh, thing between him and the person that he loves. So, I think when we think about sex, because men are very active in their pursuit of sex, that we associate sex with activity. But Mm. for a man, good sex is the deepest level of intimacy that he can show. In other words, it involves everything about him, not just physical activity or physical pleasure, but it's the most profound and genuine sharing of himself that he can express. And sex, for a man, carries the possibility that he's going to have the deepest possible connection with his partner, and that includes physical, emotional, spiritual elements. Um, I like to say that in good sex, men can rise above the tyranny of what everyone expects of them. Uh, they can, in a way, leave their brains and reconnect with their souls. So, yeah, physical desire, sure, but sex is the one place where he can drop his barriers and drop his roles. Um, he can step away from the incessant competition of men in our culture and feel closeness and vulnerability. He can open up to receive love, and he can get the reassurance that he is loved just for being who he is. He also establishes an emotional connection with himself as well as his partner, and he can enter a state of self-transcendence, which is a kind of a spiritual element to this, in which through loving merger with his partner, he can go beyond his own ego and feel a part of something greater. And isn't that what we're all looking for in sex?
1: Yes, uh, I think you really captured that. I think a lot of men would say, "Yes, you're right." So, Dr. Gibson, you seem very sympathetic to men in this article. Where does that that understanding come from?
3: Well, first of all, i I really enjoy men, the male psyche. To me, the way that they express things and the depth of their feeling is so refreshing. (laughs) You know, when you talk to women, you get a lot of words um, and you get a lot of explanation and you get a lot of psychological um, soul-searching, but men, when they will open up to you just give the most beautiful descriptions of their inner experiences in such a forthright way that I'm often stunned by the clarity of it. And I have found that uh, my sympathy for them comes from realizing that they have this emotional uh, deep side to them, but they have really, in our culture, been taught that feelings make you weak, um, oh, except for mm-hmm. anger and revenge. That's fine. But plenty of that don't. going around. Yeah. But <laughs> to, yeah, to have your feelings um, be something that you have to cut off from in order to, you know, quote, be a man means that he's going to feel alone inside, he's going to feel cut off from his very core. So then men tend to feel this kind of emptiness and aloneness and depression even um, that comes from having to renounce your own emotional needs in order to play a social role that's expected. So when I see somebody who is deep feeling and yet put in a position where they have to turn their back on that deep feeling it moves me deeply, and that's one of the reasons why I so enjoy getting to work with a man because I know I'm going to understand that about him. Um, Men, I think, are just as emotionally vulnerable as women, probably more so, and they need their partners deeply, just like you said um, in the introduction, Colette. I think that was such a beautiful way of saying it. But they don't know how to show that and still feel culturally, quote, masculine. Because being relational can sometimes feel to them like they're turning in their man card, which is, (laughs) you know,
2: really a shame given what they have to offer emotionally. I love this perspective. It's like one we don't don't get to know, just in everyday life. Exactly. Well, we're going to take a break now. But when we
1: come back... I will continue to interview Dr. Lindsay Gibson, the author of the groundbreaking article, What Sex Means to a Man. Stay with us. You won't want to miss what Dr. Gibson has to say about men and sex.
0: us on twitter at voice america trn get the lowdown on guests new shows and your favorites that's voice america trn
4: Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out.
6: Listening to Making Love with Colette Milan, We'd love to hear from you today with your questions and comments. Please call into the program at one 472 5788 That's one 472 5788 You may also send an email to making love radio at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Making Love Radio. I'm your host, Colette Milan. I'm here today with Dr. Lindsay Gibson and we're talking about what sex means to a man. Dr. Gibson, why do many men have more difficulty in showing emotional need and intimacy outside the bedroom?
3: Oh, that is that is the
2: question. That is my... <laughs> um, I've been waiting for this question. I'm like, come on, Dr. Gibson, give it to us.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'll do my best. Um, but I, I like to think that um, in, in terms of using this phrase, which is that many men are raised in shame. Uh, they become men in shame. And by that, I mean... the. From the time that, oh gosh, even little boys really learn that they have to watch their step and not show too much of their inner feeling world because someone is likely to mock them or shame them uh, or tell them to be a big boy or tell them to man up or something like that, which essentially means that they are taught a conditioned response to opening up is that they will be shamed and feel unworthy and unlovable. So when you're taught, as males are in our culture often, um, that feminine qualities of being relational and interested in other people's inner worlds is an inferior way to be, you really don't want to be caught dead doing that. Um, I think this is this is a very familiar thing to most people, males and females. Even mothers sometimes feel bad about loving their sons um, the way they want to because they don't want to sissify them or make them, quote, weak, you know. But in um, uh, Terrence Reel's book, uh, I Don't Want to Talk About It, which is a marvelous book about male depression, I, I recommend that. To men, but to any woman who is dealing with a man who is having trouble opening up, um, he talks about how men's masculinity is established in a subtractive way, meaning that we subtract out those qualities that we say are not manly. For instance, um, this might be that if you get your feelings hurt. Um, if you feel let down, uh, if you feel scared, any of these emotions, that these are not masculine. Um, and so we find that men are defined by what they are not. For instance, I'm not weak, I'm not scared, um, I don't need anybody, rather than what they are, which is they are emotional beings who need people and want to connect. So um, by not being able to acknowledge their feelings in the first place, then men are actually cut off from a whole side of themselves that the culture might say is feminine or weak if we find it in a male. And the problem is that those qualities are not weak. They are qualities that a full human being has to have in order to not be depressed.
2: Oh, that's kind
1: of sad,
3: actually. <laughs> oh,
2: that was such a
1: great insight. Wow. Um, Dr. Gibson, how can women use this understanding that you're describing to have better sex and a more intimate emotional relationship with their male partner? Oh, that's, you know, that's.
3: That's another great question, Um, and I want to put a little twist on that, if I may, which is to say not only what women can do, but what they might need to be aware of to not do um, so that they don't inadvertently turn off their men's ability to be relational. For instance, like... Women tend to have very strong language skills. Um, the, actually, the verbal parts of most women's uh, brains are larger than that of men. And their feeling brain and their thinking brain, you know, that's kind of a gross generalization, but the left and the right hemispheres of the brain, those have more connections running between them than men's brains do. So this means that women are super fast on their feet when it comes to language and expression and that they can feel and talk at the same time. It's a cinch for women. They do it all day long. For a man, it's a little clunkier. He has to switch from uh, from the thinking mode to the feeling mode. Um, it's very easy for him to shut down the feeling mode where it's not easy for women. So it's women sometimes don't realize that they're kind of running circles around their men, and that can make him feel like uh, he's a little outclassed. Also, (laughs) um, women do things like um, they don't realize that few words don't mean no feelings. So they don't
7: Mm. understand
3: (laughs) that the man is feeling a lot. And he does have needs, but he's not going to, um, you know, to put it in words in the same way that women do. So what can happen is um, they can engage in some behaviors that discourage their men from talking and opening up. For instance, um, they might overwhelm their partner with too much talk. Uh, One of the things I advise to women is I say, if you want to talk to, your man about something, ask him if you can have 10 minutes because <laughs> he knows that it will be over in 10 minutes. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, There's what, an what, end in <laughs> But what is amazing what you can get said in 10 minutes, too. Um,
2: Especially if it, you know that's it, all you have. It's like, okay,
3: <laughs> let me get it yes, on. <laughs> exactly, exactly, because um, women tend to be quite tangential in the way they talk, they uh, they'll be talking about something, and then they'll say, well, you know, she's she's the sister of so-and-so. I can't remember her name. I think it's Julie, Jane, something like that. Anyway, so, you know, and then they go back to the subject, and the man is trying to track her, but he's losing ground. So the woman may may inadvertently stretch out her talking because she's also so happy that he's listening to her that she wants to cram everything in, That she hasn't been able to say so you have to realize I think women have to realize that you do a little bit at a time and you don't try to squeeze everything into one session Uh, the other thing that women do because they're so psychological um, they try to teach and rehabilitate the man like it seems so easy to them I'll just tell him what he needs to do and then he can change and, of course, that's just annoying. Um, and the other thing that women do is they interrupt men um, or they will become defensive when the man starts to tell them what's really um, wrong or what he's feeling. It, it's been so funny, Colette. I know you probably have had a similar experience, but I've had women come in and, in marital sessions and and they will, like, tell me in a session I've had before seeing the husband too, they'll say, well, you know, good luck because he won't talk about anything. <laughs> um, and he'll probably just clam up and sit there the whole session. <laughs> and then <clears throat> you get the man in there and you really listen to him and he's fine. He's, he says, he opens up, he, he says what's going on. Um, but then it's amazing how quickly the woman can jump in to elucidate or um, maybe adjust the story a little bit or remind him that, you know, it wasn't Bobby, it was Johnny. Um, <laughs> you know, and those things tend to shut anybody down, but they don't realize what their communication style can do to the man's willingness to open up again.
2: Wow, that's so insightful, what you just brought up. I think we should almost do a whole show on how to talk to each other.
0: <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> listening
2: to you, I'm thinking, well, Gal, no wonder it goes bad so often. Yeah. Go ahead. You go ahead.
1: Finish that sentence. I was interested in what you were going to say.
3: No, I, I, was, I was just uh, thinking of, of how... Um, kind of um, amusing the expression is on the woman's face when I get the man to talk Um, it's (laughs) like I'm a man whisperer or something but (laughs) all I'm doing
7: is all I'm doing is this is so
3: true I'm just just being uh, an interested human being that's willing to wait for him to finish his sentence and I don't care if it was Bobby or Johnny I just want to know you know what was the point? What was the meaning of what he was trying to tell me about? And you know women can get a little you know they get that teacher thing going and they they do want to correct things, so it's it was just it's just amusing to see how they don't understand how I'm getting them to talk and really i'm I'm just listening. <laughs>
2: Yes. Oh, that, I'm excited to see yeah. what the next two guys like have to say about everything. Yeah, about said. the things that you've said.
1: Well, Dr. Gibson, thank you so much for coming on our show and sharing your insightful wisdom. Um, listeners, you're going to want to read Dr. Gibson's books, Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents, and who you were meant to be. A guide for finding or recovering your life's purpose. And you can find Dr. Gibson's books. And also read Dr. Lindsay's article that we've been talking about today. Which is called What Sex Means to a Man. By going on to Dr. Gibson's website at drlindsaygibson.com. That's D R. L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-G-I-B-S-O-N dot com. Also, I am so excited because next week I'm going to have Dr. Gibson back on our show to tell us more about her book, Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents. We will talk about some of the relationship and sexual problems that come up for people who were raised by immature parents. I will have a special guest on the show who will share her own ex- personal experiences of being the child of immature parents and the impact that that had on her sexuality and her marriage. You won't want to miss this show. Dr. Gibson, thank you so much, and I really look forward to hearing more from you next week. Oh, we Colette, are- thank you, mm-hmm. thank you for having
3: me. Yes, I'm excited about that, too. I think it's a, a wonderful forum uh, to talk about that, and I've so enjoyed being on today. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you for
2: your awesome... Uh, perspective that most of us have no idea exactly (laughs) Uh, the other (laughs) the other side (laughs) yes well we're going
1: to take a break now uh coming up next i have two men who are going to share what sex means to them stay tuned and we'll be right back
0: Second Wind Success, hosted by Gene Carino, is all about helping boomers catch their second wind in business and life. Most of us achieve our greatest success after the age of 50. Life has a learning curve with a few stumbling blocks along the way. As long as you stay committed to your vision and adapt along the way, you'll find the success you're looking for. Tune in to Second Wind Success every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety.
6: Listening to Making Love with Colette Milan. We'd love to hear from you today with your questions and comments. Please call into the program at one 472 5788 That's one 472 5788 You may also send an email to Making Love Radio at gmail.com. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Making Love Radio. I'm Colette Milan and I'm your host. Today I have the privilege of having two men that I highly respect on our show. Dennis Estes, who you'll remember was on our on our show last week, and Dr. Chris McRoberts. Dennis and Chris, thank you for coming on our show. Thank you. <laughs> I'm I'm just so excited. Yes, I'm so glad you're here. We heard Dr. Lindsay Gibson talk to us about what she has discovered from her work with men about how men feel about sex. She's an expert in male psychology, but you, being men, are the real experts on how a man feels about sex. So today... I'm going to be asking both of you how you feel about sex with your beloved. So, Dennis, I'm going to start with you. So, Dennis, um, how long uh, did you say that you have been with your wife?
5: Uh, A little over 30 years.
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, and, And tell us what sex with your wife means to you.
5: Well, you know, that's an interesting question. As you, um, as you sent that to me to look at, what does it mean? It it means a connection. It means um, a a merger of becoming one with her. You know, it's uh, a lot of what uh, Dr. Lindsay talked about there earlier in in your program uh, was spot on. Matter of fact, I was quite amazed to to hear coming from a woman that kind of information. (laughs) Sorry, Gal. That's what um, I was thinking. I'm like, what she had to say really really strikes me. But it it goes beyond that to a a whole energetic level, a, a connection with her that can be achieved no other way. I mean, we can hold each other, we can talk to each other, a non-sexual touching, but there's there's a, a whole different level when it moves into that sexual realm.
1: Mm, you're right. Uh, Dennis, you were our guest last week, and you told us that you have some kind of sexual intimacy with your wife every day, that this is Correct. something that you prioritize. Why did you decide that you would have some sort of sexual experience every day with your wife?
5: Well, Colette, there's a couple of reasons for that. Number one... I love her deeply and profoundly. And when we connected, both of us had come out of uh, a prior relationship, a prior marriage. And one of the things we talked about, before we ever made the decision to get married, we talked about what we each wanted from a relationship and, and what was going to be important to us. And my comment at that time was you know, when the kids are born and the kids are raised and businesses are growing and we move through our age cycles that if we don't stay connected every single day, there's an opportunity to grow apart. And at the end, when the kids are gone and the businesses wind down, and it's just us left, there won't be an us. And so that was the number one driving priority is that we maintain that intimate connection with each other every single day. And that is my number one priority through through businesses. I've been highly successful in business, um, but she still comes first. And it's making sure that we that we make time to make love, to be intimate, to make that connection um, every single day that's allowed us to make it through a death of a child, to make it through businesses crashing, all kinds of things, because there was that connection the two of us had together, that safe place that we could always go to with one another.
1: Oh, Dennis, you know, last time when I talked to you, You said, if I can only touch one person, it will have been worth it to talk Mm -hmm. on your show. And I want you to know that I think that, for sure, the one person that you really touched was me. Um, You know, I have really, (laughs) really thought about, you know, what you said. And I have really been more deliberate about making love more often with my husband. In fact, we have, we decided we want to do what you and your <laughs> wife are doing. And We're wow. going to be like Dennis and <laughs> Choi. Yeah, we're going to be like Dennis and Choi. You know, my husband keeps saying,
2: remember she Dennis. <laughs> yeah, Dennis, you're like the uh, hero to you all men. You are the over. hero
1: to all men and women. <laughs> you know? So, anyway, I just, I really want you to know that you had a huge impact on me. And, um, and I think a lot of other people are feeling the same way. So, Chris, I want to come to you. Chris, I've known you for a, for a while. And I want you to know I really admire you. You are extremely smart, capable, and financially successful. When I think of you, the word that comes to my mind is unafraid. I wanted to use the words brave or courageous when I referred to you, but I didn't use those words for a reason, because I once heard, courage is being afraid and doing it anyway. That's me. I can relate to that, being afraid and doing it anyway, but that's not you. My experience with you is that you are rarely afraid. It seems like nothing really scares you. There isn't much that can bother you in life. For instance, you don't seem to really care about impressing other people. You don't care what people think about you. You really just don't let things like that bother you. But there is one thing that I've seen you really care about. And when this one thing isn't in place, it really bothers you. It takes you down. And that is when you feel disconnected from your wife emotionally and sexually. Chris, why is that disconnection with your wife so hard on you?
7: Well, you're making me blush, but
1: <laughs>
7: <laughs> I have more compliments than I've ever gotten. Awesome. I know that's what I was thinking. I'm well, like, that's how, how I going. truly feel. <laughs> I respect you so much. You know, I am. Uh, I run a, a a number of businesses, and I have a lot of employees, and every day I deal with their issues and problems and I I'm a boss so it doesn't come back my way. Nobody's nurturing or caring about me in business or you know in my daily life. And my fear is of not having anybody who does that, really. And I chose my wife almost twenty seven years ago Jeez. because she's the person that that cared and it was so obvious and she chose me and still for some reason chooses me and <laughs> and just frankly when we have sex And when we go to the park and hold hands and when we travel around the world and do things together, it says she's choosing me. And just frankly, my, really about my only fear is of losing that, of Mm -hmm. losing the person who chose me. It terrifies me, really. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in our sexual relationship, when it's good, it's great. And it is healing to me.
1: Mm. Wow. Um, and so what would you say that sex with your beloved means to you? You're, you are saying it's healing to you. Is there anything else you want to say about what sex with your beloved means to you?
7: You know, it is a, yeah, I don't know, my wife doesn't like this word about it, but it feels like a melding to me. (laughs) It is Mm. her loving and accepting and being willing to, be with me despite my flaws and weaknesses, and, uh, yeah, I I think it all goes back to that, just she's choosing to do this with me and to be with me, even though better than anybody else, she sees my warts and weaknesses, and... There, Just in life, I you know, as that book states, there is there's not a lot of opportunity for boys and men to be nurtured. And I was raised to be an incredibly independent person, and I am. But, and I don't need a lot of nurturing, I don't think. But I need some, and when my wife and I are intimate together, it is the most nurturing, healing, melding thing that I can imagine when it's good. I mean, there's sex that's just like, all right, let's get on the roller coaster and go for a ride, and that's (laughs) great, (laughs) (laughs) But, but when we have long, slow passionate sexual encounters. It fixes things that are hurt or broken or traumatized inside me. That's I don't know, that's the best way I know how to describe it I think.
2: I love, love, love hearing this perspective. Like I, know. I seriously wish we could talk all day. <laughs> I'm like, let's keep going. We almost need a two hour show here. Right. So we do have to take a break. Um, don't go away we will be back with this male perspective that we're all finding so fascinating with Dennis and Chris to find out what they really do think about sex
6: become our friend on Facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america
0: Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
4: Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you a pet parent? If so, you'll want to stay up to date on the latest tech gadgets and advances for your canine or feline friend. With a ton of apps, websites, tech toys, and more, you'll want to be in the know when it comes to the real treasures and the Duds. For that information, listen for Pet Lover Geek with host Lorian Clemens. We test and discuss what's hot and what's not on the pet front so you'll be better informed. Tune in Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety.
6: You are listening to Making Love with Colette Milan. We'd love to hear from you today with your questions and comments. Please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788 That's 1-866-472-5788 You may also send an email to Radio at gmail.com Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Making Love Radio. I'm your host, Colette Milan, and I'm here with Dennis and Chris, picking their brains about what sex means to a man. Um, This is a question that I want to ask both of you. Um, I've heard some men say that sex with the woman they love is as crucial to them as air and water. They live for that life-giving connection. Living without sexual intimacy with the woman they love is physical and emotional starvation. Chris, can you relate to this?
7: Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> like, <"Nope." laughs> that was a
2: very good answer. No, it is.
7: That is a, a great way to describe it and, you know, collect you and I and my wife have talked about before that, uh, you know, I go through this three-day cycle. We, we only have a sexual encounter and I'm all good and then the next day I'm starting to want it and then the next day it's getting really hard to not have it and the next day It's this crazy thing where it feels like I feel unwanted and unloved and uncared about if if it hasn't happened again in a meaningful way. And it took me a long time to be able to say that because it does. It feels weak and makes me feel insecure to say that. But that connection, it's not the fact at all. I... there doesn't have to be climax or an end to it, but just being held, being with her, it uh, it is amazing, and it makes me feel wanted and cared about and loved, and and it has to be frequent, or mm-hmm. I start feeling like. I'm not wanted, like she's not choosing me anymore. And in my, you know, in my own head, I think that's crazy thinking, but emotionally and physically, that's exactly what happened.
1: Wow, Chris, I'm so glad I had you on this show. I just love what you just said. And... And Dennis, I, I just want to ask you the same question. So, actually, I'm going to repeat it. The question that I want to ask you is I've heard some men say that sex with the woman they love is as crucial to them as air and water. They live for that life giving connection. Living without sexual intimacy with the woman they love is physical and emotional starvation. Chris said he could really relate to that. Um, how about you, Dennis?
5: Absolutely, without a doubt, totally.
1: Mm. Anything you want to say about that?
5: Well, you know, Chris said it so well. Um, uh, Chris, first of all, thank you for what you said at the end of the last segment and, and the beginning of this segment. Uh, it's given me some food for thought and helping me to understand some things, but, you know, that's part of this whole idea between um, my wife and I, where we have made this decision, we're going to be intimate every day, for the very reasons um, that Chris articulated so well, it's, it's that, it's that desire, it's the need to be desired, it's, it's that uh, knowing that you're wanted, it's, it's, you know, sex is an energy, I do a lot of meditation and a lot of work in Eastern philosophy and things like that. And they talk a lot about chi or vital force energy, and sexual energy is exactly the same thing. And as that begins to deplete, there's a. There, you know, I'm going to use the word urge, and you tend to think of urge as being biological. But there's an urge for life. There's an urge for expansion. There's a greater that life is always for expansion, for for growing. And when when we don't have that connection, when I travel and I'm in another country, or halfway around the world, and we go a few days um, without that connection. Um, you know, there, there really is the physical and emotional starvation. I think it begins with the emotional and, and leads right into the physical. There's a there's a physical something that happens with that connection. Cannot wait to get back. Canceled business trips um, and things like that just to get back to that because that need was so great.
1: Oh, wow. Thank you. That was just an excellent addition to what Chris said. Um, you know, Chris said... Um, that sex is not just about sexual r- release. It's about connection. And I've heard so many men tell me, I long to really connect with the woman I love and have her really be there with me in that intimate experience. In lovemaking, I want my lover's undivided presence. Chris, did you... Do you you have anything you want to say about that?
7: Uh, Just that it's true. Mm -hmm. It it really isn't about... uh, It is not about the sexual act. I could go do that with anybody. And I choose not to and don't really want to. And... It is. It really is. It is the time that I spend with my wife that it is just so precious to me. Uh, And I love that. I hurry home from a business trip. I love to travel, but I only love to travel with my wife. And when I go on (laughs) business trips, I hurry home as fast as I can. Mm. And that's why, because I... I hate to be
2: without her. I hate it. And mm, so sweet. Yeah.
1: You know, this is why I chose you two men. Because I feel such a depth of love in each of you for your, your wives.
2: Um, I was going to say either men are completely and totally misunderstood by yes. women or you found two amazing men <laughs> to, like, be the example. I'm like, wait a minute. Maybe we really, truly, completely misunderstand them. (laughs) I think so. I I think it's both. I think we have two exceptional
1: men, and I also do think that there is a big misunderstanding about men and sexuality. Um, I have another question, Um, or one thing that I just want to mention, and um, that is that I've heard men tell me and, and I guess we have to wrap up, but I just want to mention this, the very last thing. The, the time I really feel loved by my beloved is when she really wants me sexually, all of me. Um, it, it looks like we just have a second, but um, Chris or Dennis, I want you to just say how you feel about that.
5: Well, I'm incomplete without her. And when we're together, when we express this intimacy, when we're connected, when we merge the melding that Chris talked about earlier, that's the only time I'm complete. And without that, I'm not complete.
1: Thank you. Oh, boy, I
2: wish we had more time. Um, But it looks like we've got to end. Um, You guys were so sweet and awesome to be that honest and open for everybody. That was amazing. Yes.
1: Well, next week, we're going to have another fabulous show. Dr. Lindsay Gibson will be rejoining us to talk to us about her new book, Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents. We will talk about relationship and sexual problems that come up for people who were raised by immature parents. We'll also be talking to a female guest who will share her personal experiences of being a child of immature parents and the impact that that had on her sexuality and her marriage. You won't want to miss this show.
2: To learn more about Dr. Gibson and to read her article on What Sex Means to a Man, visit her website at DrLindsayGibson.com. That's DrLindsayGibson.com. And be sure to
1: visit our website at www.sextherapyutah.com, where you can listen to any of our radio shows at your convenience. On our website, you can also find out more about me and my husband,
2: Dr. Mark Milan, and the work we do to help couples have a better love life. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook at Making Love Utah, Um, just at sign Making Love Utah on Facebook. Okay, so have
1: a great weekend, and remember, making love really does make more love, and real love is essential to great sex.
6: Thank you so much for listening today. Be sure to join your host, Colette Milan, for another edition of Making Love next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great weekend. And remember these two things. Lovemaking really will make more love in your relationship. And real love is essential to good sex.